WTPS Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's DJ Swerve. Los Angeles Lakers' Anthony Davis is cleared for full contact practice near return. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said he would initially restrict Davis's playing time to the 15-minute range. Davis could be back sometime next week. And Michael Jordan to present the late Kobe Bryant at Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Jordan, who spoke at Bryant's memorial service in February 2020, will also introduce Baylor's women's coach Kim Mulkey, making him the only Hall of Famer presenting multiple candidates during this year's induction ceremony. Also, Brooklyn Nets center LaMarcus Aldridge abruptly retires due to health scare. Aldridge, who is 35, said he experienced the irregular heartbeat during the Nets game against the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday, after which his condition worsened. Aldridge stated, it's time to put my health and family first. In the MLB, the Arizona Diamondbacks defeated the Nationals at home 11-8, and Andrew Young's first hit of the season was a grand slam that capped they capped Arizona's 10-run outburst in just two innings against Corbin yesterday, putting the Diamondbacks on the course for the 11-6 victory over the Nationals. Also, the Mariners defeated the Baltimore Orioles 4-2, and the Marlins defeated the Braves yesterday 7-6. Here's a check of your ESPN weather forecast. Good morning and happy Friday. It'll be mostly sunny and comfortably cool today with highs in the middle 60s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denard. This weather report was brought to you by Herman Island Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. For rebates or low payments on the new Linux Home Comfort System, call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date in the Richmond Sports Center, DJ Swerve on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Huddle up, listen up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 yes, and 102.7 ESPN. Let's go, huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. It is the Friday feel-good edition of the Sports Huddle and the final Friday morning edition of the feel-good edition of the sports all very pleasant friday good morning to you bob black with you here sean robertson from cbs6 co-hosting on this friday morning and dj swerve is producing you hear him on the sports center updates from our espn richmond studios and yeah this is our final friday morning get together as we've been reminding you we'll continue to do so throughout the course of the morning beginning monday a couple of changes for you tell you about that right off of the top and we'll talk more about it as we move along but yeah we are moving up the dial all of our espn richmond programming to 1061 on your fm dial everything will be contained right there for you so set those car radio presets if you still do that sort of thing and uh tune in beginning monday espn richmond to 1061 fm and this program moves to the afternoons we're going to do the four to six thing so instead of getting you on your way in we'll get you on your way back home beginning monday afternoon from four until six all right we'll tell you more about that as we move along and we have been telling you that we do hope you'll find us beginning next week as well very pleasant good morning to you let's bring in sean robertson from cbs6 we're getting set for an awful lot of action this weekend whether you like football at the high school or college level you got baseball with major league baseball going the nba going of course and it's race week here in richmond as well with the uh, truck race at richmond raceway and then the nascar uh, race as well this weekend so you got a lot on the plate this weekend sean robertson it is a busy weekend but uh, uh like i told people all week uh, the the other side of it would be we didn't have anything going on at this time last year. You know, the alternative was uh, let's try to find some old stuff to play. <laughs> let's try to find some old stories. Let's try yeah. to figure out who is can- who has canceled, who has rescheduled. So, uh, yeah, uh, I will take this any day. And, and right around the corner, Bob, uh, we got the NFL draft. Yep. Oh, what? So a week from next Thursday, if yep. my math is right, the NFL draft. So yep. you know, got some guys, you know, finalizing their seasons and FCS, and hopefully, you know, improving their stock, you know, in the playoffs. So never know, may hear their name mm-hmm. uh, called on that, you know, second or third day of the draft in Cleveland this year. Yeah. So a lot going on this weekend. You alluded to the college football. Uh, you got Richmond and JMU. Yep, uh, going to tomorrow, two o'clock in Harrisonburg. Knock on wood. I was going to say, yeah, we've, been, we've been talking about this for two weeks. I, don't, I was scared <laughs> to mention it because every time we talked about it, we got that unfortunate uh, message 
that the game was, you know, a game was postponed. So hopefully they will get this in and you guys can, you know, make that trip to Harrisonburg. That's a big one for both teams uh, to try to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I've been saying that for the past three weeks now. Yeah. And things have not happened the way we wanted them to. So today is the last testing day prior to the game. In fact, literally as we speak, I imagine both teams are going through that, and we should know something this afternoon. But all systems are go for Richmond and JMU tomorrow, 2 o'clock, Bridgeforth Stadium in Harrisonburg. And the other big one, uh, Sean, is VMI. The Kedets have an opportunity tomorrow against their arch rival, against the Citadel, uh, to win a Southern Conference championship. Championship. Sean, I don't care if it's spring, summer, fall, winter. If VMI has a chance to win a Southern Conference football championship, which they haven't done in like 50 years, yeah. 1977 I think was the last time, this is a pretty big deal for them. And it's really hard not to root for VMI right now to finish this thing off, uh, win the Southern Conference championship, and have a shot at a postseason berth. No question. This would be, if I'm right, this would be their first ever Southern and then they'll make the playoffs um, for the first time, or is it, it's this will be the first time they make the playoffs. This will be their eighth, eighth overall conference okay. championship. Yes. Okay. I was I was remembering which was first overall and first in fifty years, but uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's gonna be a big deal going up against the Citadel uh, this coming Saturday. They had a bye week after their loss to I think it was Wofford uh, the week before. You got a couple of uh, local kids, local standouts from Monacan playing on this team. Um, the interest now in this area has picked up a lot uh, mm-hmm. this year with VMI. So it'll be interesting to, to hopefully they, they get to close the deal uh, this weekend and they'll they can sit back um, and watch selection watch selection Sunday and know that they're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, this uh, this spring, which would yep. be cool for VMI. Yeah, no, that's what I said. It'd be hard not to root for them and knowing their people up there and how hard they work and what good people they are. Um, you can't help but root for them a little bit uh, coming into this game. Interesting because the Citadel was one of those few FCS teams that actually played in the fall mm-hmm. as well. So they're actually, if you count the fall, they're 2-9. and nine, So VMI should be a prohibitive favorite. Going into this game, we haven't said that very often. Two and five in the SOCOM, but they've played a lot of games if you combine the fall games that they played with the spring games. So they'll wrap it up with that game. Of course, they have an opportunity to spoil the whole thing for VMI. And this rivalry game, Sean, you know very well, uh, Citadel's not playing for anything except they could keep their arch rival out of the postseason. So they're playing for a lot as well. They're gonna, that will make yeah. their year, yeah. the Citadel, to, to say, hey, look, we're not going to make the playoffs, so we're going to do everything in our power for you not to make the playoffs. So, yeah, that will, that will make their season. But if you're a VMI, you hope that the pressure doesn't get to them um, of, of trying to reach the postseason. But it's at home. Maybe they play a little more loose uh, in this situation. But uh, hopefully they can, like I said, they can finish the deal Saturday and uh, make the postseason. And it will be a very easy Sunday sitting back watching mm-hmm. Selection Sunday. And then the same should hold true for the winner of the Richmond-JMU game. Tomorrow will be an undefeated team, so certainly would be in the postseason. You would think JMU's got a pretty good chance one way or the other, being the number one team and ranked number one pretty much the entire spring in both polls. They're at 4-0 and and Richmond at 3-0. and And uh, the winner likely could be the CAA uh, automatic entry into the playoffs. You'd have to keep an eye on the Delaware-Villanova game as well because Delaware is unbeaten. So if they win that one, you'd have a couple of unbeaten teams, and they'd both be going to the postseason just mm-hmm. to be a matter of who would be the automatic qualifier. So a uh, kind of playoff Saturday in the CAA with Delaware playing Villanova and Richmond playing James Madison. That's what you like, right? Yeah. yeah but this is what the spring is all about. You know, it was an opportunity for these teams – to, to develop new guys, to develop some young guys while in the process trying to make the postseason. And I know that's what Coach uh, Signetti said from JMU. He said, uh, you know, we're going all in. You know, if we have a chance to play for something, which they are, we're going to do that. And in the process of some guys uh, get better and we can see some development, you know, that's a win-win. And I know Coach Huseman uh, said the same thing. I think his was the opposite. He wanted to develop first, and if we can play in the postseason, that'll be great. But then it it changed mm-hmm. uh, when the season got closer. That we're going all in, just like Coach uh, Signetti. 
Yeah. And uh, they got yeah. a chance to do that Sunday, you know, as far as making the playoffs with the win on Saturday. We'll see on Sunday. Yep. No, I think uh, they've both accomplished their goals mm-hmm. to this point, but I think Saturday will really help kind of put a ribbon on this thing because I think both teams are a little bit, you know, antsy and frustrated they haven't been able to play the last couple of weeks because things have been going so well for both of them. You mentioned how JMU approached this thing compared to how Richmond approached this thing, but I think in talking to Russ Huseman, we you know did the coaches show yesterday, uh, you know, they're all in to win now also mm-hmm. on Saturday, but I think they've accomplished also what they wanted to in the spring. First of all, they've played very well, uh, and they've been able to play a lot of different guys in, in certain situations. And now you got an, an opportunity to experience, you mentioned it with VMI, the pressure of a playoff-like game. And I think that can only help you when you get to the fall because these guys are all coming back. Yep. in the fall, and I think it can only help in that regard. And that's the biggest thing. You lose no one unless yeah. they decide not to come back, but you lose no one. So this is only a springboard to the fall season, and if you can make the playoffs, that's extra practices, that's extra games to develop young guys, to get ready for the fall. I mean, that's that's huge for everybody in the FCS postseason this year. Absolutely. Um, all right, so uh, that kind of kicks things off for us this morning as we look ahead to the college football, the spring college football. <laughs> it's still kind of weird, but um, like I said, I think we bought in. We're excited about it. And here's the other thing, Sean. The players, almost to a man, have said, I don't know what this would have been like if we didn't play last fall. Now, the Citadel played last fall. We did talk about that. But for teams like VMI, JMU, Richmond, uh, yep. William & Mary, while they were still playing, obviously, that didn't play in the fall and just practiced, if all they could have done in the spring again was just practice and then not play until the fall, that would have been really tough. I think everybody admitted it. it would have been hard to keep everybody's focus and attention if all they were doing in the spring was your normal, you know, 15 spring practices and some kind of spring game or scrimmage at the end. I think that would have been tough. I think playing these games has really helped everybody. No question. I, I know for the HBCUs in Division Two in our area, Virginia State and Virginia Union, it's really had been difficult because they had no season. They didn't play in the fall. They didn't play in the spring. Yep. They have practice in the spring. I know Virginia Union, I think their spring practices are done. Mm-hmm. Virginia State has a few more, and they will have a final scrimmage next Saturday, the 24th. Uh, but, yeah. Like the, those schools and the high schools that, you know, especially the RPS schools that didn't have a season at all. They couldn't, they didn't play in the fall. They did not play in the spring. Now you got to wait a full calendar year, essentially, um, or really two years uh, mm-hmm. for the RPS schools to again uh, have some type of activity in the, in the VHS. So that's, that's tough. And I feel bad for those schools that had to go through this entire year to include the spring and not have any competition whatsoever. Right. I think the other one that you throw into that mix, correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, from a FBSD1 level is Old Dominion, right? They yes, elected they did not, not to play, play correct. in the fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they made so, that decision not to uh, not to participate in the fall nor in the spring, even though some schools in Conference USA did mm-hmm. play this spring. Yeah, so they didn't play either in the fall when the rest of FBS was playing and they're not playing in the spring other than that uh, you know they had their the spring game, their yep. spring game. Mm-hmm. they've already they've already done that as yep. well and now they're just back to normal hopefully through summer workouts and they get set to open their season I'm just looking at their schedule real quick they open at Wake Forest on Friday September 3rd so that's mm-hmm. next for them whereas at least Virginia and Virginia Tech went through the fall schedules and they're now wrapping up what is a normal spring practice season as normal as it can possibly be right and and yeah they get ready for the fall season yeah i think virginia as far as i know they will have some semblance of a spring game tech decided not to Mm -hmm. so once their 15 allotted practices in the spring are done that is it until uh the fall but yeah those two were able to play in the fall and for old dominion they just you know sitting and waiting uh, for 2021 to get ready for 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 a season, if there is you know unless something changes that they'll be be able to participate. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope yeah, everything's good and uh, we get as close to normal as we possibly can. We keep using that phrase for sure. All right, so that gets us going this morning. We talked some football. Not really done talking some football because I know uh, you'll be all over the place and eyeing all of these football championship games this weekend. And unfortunate news that one of them isn't going to be played, obviously, with the Manchester situation. But we'll get into that yeah. also this morning. So there you go. That kicks off 
our Friday feel-good edition of the Sports Huddle with some football talk, some spring football talk. But there's much more ahead between now and 10 o'clock on the Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 ESPN. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) Well, if you haven't got your fill yet of Richmond JMU, we are making this out to be as big a game as we possibly can. Uh, Yesterday, Greg Medea joined us from the Harrisonburg News Record, got the JMU perspective. Today at 8.30, John O'Connor from the Richmond Times-Dispatch joins us, and we'll get the Richmond perspective. Of course, John covers both teams for the Times-Dispatch, but primarily covers the Richmond Spiders, so we'll get that angle from him this morning. And then our weekly conversation with Joe Wiz, the fine line with Joe Wiz, which you hear Saturday mornings here on ESPN Richmond at 9 a.m. He'll join us with some of his picks for the weekend as well. And then, uh, Sean, we got both the NASCAR races in town and you've got high school football playoff action this weekend as well, right? Yeah, we got uh, four regional finals taking place tonight. We have a regional final down at the beach with Oscar Smith and Thomas Dale tomorrow. Uh, the truck race is Saturday at 1.30. We'll have fans inside mm-hmm. of Richmond Raceway, which is you know awesome for uh, for Dennis Bickmeyer and his staff. And then Sunday, the big race, the cup race. Uh, they didn't have it last spring because it was postponed. So it'll be the first time since 2019 that they'll get to see a spring race and the fans, well, some fans will be allowed inside of Richmond Raceway. Yeah, Dennis Bickmeyer talked with us about that yesterday, about the opportunity for more fans to come see the truck race. Saturday, they've sold out of their ticket allotment for Sunday because they've basically taken care of season ticket holders and partners and people like that, which certainly makes sense. But to your point, there will be uh, fans in the stands for both of these races this weekend. And they're both day races, right, this time around? No, no yeah. under the light racing. No light, under the lights. Racing, right? right. The cup race is 3 o'clock. Uh, green flag, I think it's 3, 3.15, something to that degree. And the, and the truck race one thirty Saturday, no Xfinity race. That won't take place until the fall when they return to Richmond Raceway. All right, uh, more on that coming up as well. Let's get you a check of traffic for a Friday morning, and then our next segment before we get to John O'Connor at the bottom of the hour, we'll talk some Richmond JMU football. Friday morning, about 8.17, it's the Sports Huddle with Sean Robertson from CBS 6. I'm Bob Black. This is 99.5-1027 ESPN. Experience amazing the RVA way at LexusofRichmond.com. Looking for a fast, affordable lunch? Ariana's Italian Grill Special started just $4.99 for pizza and subs. 700 North Shepherd Street in the fan. Or online at Ariana'sRVA.com. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is brought to you by ExpressPros.com. We have some heavy backup on I-64 westbound between Mechanicsville Turnpike and the 95 Interchange. Look out for heavy delays on River Road on the eastbound side between Roslyn Hills Drive and Ridge Road. And we have some slow traffic 95 northbound between Broad Street and Chamberlain Avenue downtown. I'm Dovey Barris on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Express Employment Professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. It doesn't matter if you walk, skip, bike, jog, skateboard, or pogo stick. When you head outside, take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Continue our smorgasbord of sports conversation on a Friday morning. Uh, you can steer us in another direction or stay on path with us if you'd like to. 804 521 8501 to get on the air with Sean and me. 521 8501. Uh, that number, by the way, will change for our call-in come Monday when we move to 106.1 FM. But our text number will remain the same, 804-638-9508. That comes right to us, 638-9508. I'll shift gears a little bit here, Sean, and get into a little bit of baseball because, you know, I love baseball yes. uh, no matter what part of the season it is. But I would make this argument 
from the games yesterday. It's about as big a game as the Atlanta Braves had, and you heard it here on ESPN Richmond, mm-hmm. and you'll hear their opener today against the Cubs this afternoon at Wrigley as well. I know it was only, what, for them, the 13th game of the season. We're still in April. There's still parts of the country that are getting snow. We're really not deep into the heart of the baseball season. They're going to play 162. But if ever there was a vitally important game for a team, I thought yesterday was it for Atlanta. They were in jeopardy of getting swept at home in a four-game series by Miami. That's never happened before. They blew a lead in the ninth inning and gave up two runs. Looked like they were going to win. They looked like they were going to lose. And then Dansby Swanson in the bottom of the ninth uh, saved them with a base hit to win the game. But I would... Sean, they're not going to not win the division because of that game yesterday, but I really do think for their psyche and where they're headed in the National League East and as competitive as it's going to be, that's about as big an April win as you could get for the Atlanta Braves. I would agree, especially off the heels you mentioned. Um, they had won four, four out of five before the Marlins series, and then they the Marlins put it to them. Yeah. First three games, especially the game two, which they gave a fourteen runs uh, to Miami. I don't know. I mean, I was, I was, I was high on the pitching staff coming into the year because you had some injuries in the uh, in the postseason bubble, and those guys were healthy coming into this year, but they've struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the uh, with the starting pitching, Ronald Acuna. I mean, if he hadn't, doesn't have his great start to the season, it could be a lot worse. Uh, for Atlanta at the start of the year, um, you you hope that eventually the the starting rotation gets back in the swing, but to me that's that's the biggest concern because there was so much uh, expectation on this group, especially with the addition of uh, of Charlie Morton coming in in mm-hmm. from the off season from Tampa, um, that that was going to solidify a staff that was young, but was going to you know be pretty pretty good coming into this year they haven't lived up to the hype as of yet no not at all so I I just thought that was a really big win happened to catch the end of it as well Um, I just thought that was a big win because I thought they were going to lose that game after they gave up those runs uh, in the ninth to fall behind and then came back in the bottom half of the ninth and won that one and they finished up the homestand uh, with Miami now they got to go back out on the road and they're at Chicago today against the Cubs Drew Smiley gets that start today for Atlanta that's a 220 game and we'll have it here on ESPN Richmond beginning at 205 this afternoon and as DJ mentioned on the update uh, not a great day for our teams in this region though with the Nats losing to the Diamondbacks talk about you know a staff giving up some runs Strasburg got knocked around the yeah. other day uh, Joe Ross gave him a good outing yesterday but then Patrick Corbin did not have a Patrick Corbin like effort yesterday and they lost to the D-backs 11 to 6 and you look right now at the uh, the NL East I mean it's it's kind of a mess I know as early as only you know 8 to 10 12 games the Mets are in first uh, your Phillies a game back, and then you got Miami at five and seven, the Braves five and five, and the Nats three and seven. You know, coming off of their COVID, but they have the worst run differential of anybody. Other than they have the worst run differential in the division, they have the second worst run differential in the entire National League. The Cubs have the worst at minus twenty, the Nats are minus seventeen. Woo. Just wonder a little bit about their pitching now. How concerned do you get over Steven Strasburg, who did not have a good outing, and Patrick Corbin, who's now had two that are not very good. And, boy, yesterday he really got roughed up, only went two innings and gave up nine earned runs mm-hmm. on six hits and three home run balls. So, again, I'll use that qualifier you used. It's early. Uh, let's not panic here. But you made the point on the Nationals. Their season got off to such a disjointed start. Yep. You know, with the COVID and all of that, they need to get into a routine and a rhythm put their regular lineup on the field, and play day in and day out. And I think they'll be okay. But just like the Braves, they got to get their pitching straightened out as well. No question. And, uh, and their their addition to the staff, John Lester, hasn't pitched yet, if, yeah. I, if I recall correctly. So, I mean, that was that veteran left-handed addition that they thought would, would provide a punch. That hasn't happened as of yet. You think with Scherzer and Strasburg 1-2 at the top of that order, that's, you know, that's a pretty good – you know, start to the pitching staff. Mm -hmm. And just like Atlanta, they have not lived up to the hype as of yet. But, you know, it's it's still early. But when we get into, like, May, June, and they're still struggling, there'll be some concern. 
And then the Orioles uh, got swept at home yesterday. Uh, they've been showing some fight and some life, mm-hmm. but uh, not yesterday. They had that makeup doubleheader, and the Mariners uh, got them twice, a 4-2 to two win in the first game and then 2-1 to one in the second game. Of course, seven in games in the double there, doubleheader there. So they got swept, and the Nationals lost yesterday as well. And as we said, the Braves came back to win um, with two in the bottom of the ninth, and Dansby Swanson with the game-winning hit. The Braves are at the Cubs today. As we mentioned, that's a 220 game. D-backs and Nationals continue their series at Nats Park, and that is Max Scherzer tonight. You mentioned that, Sean. The, yeah. They're back to the top of their order and uh, rotation, and, uh, you know, put the ball in Max Scherzer's hands, and good things will likely happen tonight. I was going to say, he needs a huge, big start, a yeah. strong start, deep in the game, you know, to kind of help out his bullpen. He's he, he's known to do it, but it's, it's imperative – if he can get it done uh, tonight. All right, that's some baseball talk for you on this Friday morning. We will have more of it as we uh, move along throughout the course of the morning, but it's springtime, and what else in the spring but college football? Why not? Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, John O'Connor for the Richmond Times-Dispatch will join us. We'll break down Richmond and JMU, maybe touch on VMI with John as he's written some articles on the Keydets this spring as well and their opportunity to do something they haven't done in a long, long time. All right, John O'Connor, Richmond Times-Dispatch, coming up next right here on the Sports Huddle. Maybe you've got a lucky jersey, or maybe you've got a pair of team shorts that you have to wear during the game, or maybe you've got a hat that's like a lucky charm. Look, I'll make it real simple for you. We are all for it if it keeps you from listening to us naked. That can be kind of awkward. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact the domestic litigation firm of Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Richmond area attorneys, a partner men can count on. Online at CordellCordell.com. That's CordellCordell.com. Office in the West End. Napa know-how. At Napa, you don't need to be a magician to pull 20% savings out of thin air. All you need is a bucket. Yep, you can magically save on three or more items with a $2.99 Napa bucket. So use whatever magical catchphrase you want, like Abrica Bucket or Alica Savings or Bippity Boppity Bucket, and save 20% today. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 4 21 Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, do you know if you're overpaying for workers' comp insurance? Hi, I'm John Swigert, founder of Pi Insurance. Most insurance companies aren't set up to give small businesses the savings you deserve. That's why I created Pi. We serve small businesses exclusively. And we could save you up to 30% at trypi.com. At Pi, we take pride in our outstanding service. We're rated excellent on Trustpilot by customers who tell us Pi is affordable and easy to work with. Savings mean more now than ever. What would you do with up to 30% savings on workers' comp? I imagine you'd invest it back into your company and your employees. From one founder to another, I know you work hard to build your business. Let us help you protect what you started. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at trypie.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E dot Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's DJ Swerve. Los Angeles Lakers' Anthony Davis is cleared for full contact practice. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said he would initially restrict Davis's playing time to the 15-minute range. Davis could be back next week. Michael Jordan to present the late Kobe Bryant at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Jordan, who spoke at Bryant's memorial service in February 2020, will also introduce Baylor's women's coach Kim Mulkey, making him the only Hall of Famer presenting multiple candidates during this year's induction ceremony. Brooklyn Nets center LaMarcus Aldridge abruptly retires due to health scare. Aldridge, who was 35, said he experienced the irregular heartbeat during the Nets game against the Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday, after which his condition worsened. Aldridge stated, it's time to put my health and my family first. In the MLB, the Arizona Diamondbacks defeated the Nationals at home 11-6. Andrew Young's first hit of the season was a grand slam that capped Arizona's 10-run outburst in just two innings against Corbin yesterday, putting the Diamondbacks on the course for the 11-6 victory over the Nationals. And the Mariners defeated the Baltimore Orioles in a double situation yesterday, 4-2 and 2-1. 
And the Marlins defeated the Braves yesterday, 7-6. Here's a check of your ESPN weather forecast. It'll be mostly sunny and comfortably cool today with highs in the middle 60s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. You're up to date in the Richmond Sports Center. DJ Swerve on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Visit HermanAllenPlumbing.com for all your heating, cooling, plumbing needs. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Express employment professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. If you caught the Queen's Gambit on Netflix, you know how great Anya Taylor-Joy is. She turns 25 today. Just 25. That's right. And if you need a new vehicle, well, it's your move. Find new roads at Park Chevrolet Richmond. Here's Casey Lane. Well, it's our spring cleaning sell-down event. It's going on right now. That means huge savings on all remaining 2020s, like the 2020 tracks. Buy for as low as $17,899. Malibu, buy for as low as $19,994. And 2020 Equinox, as low as $31,464. That's up to $8,000 off MS. And if you've had some credit issues, we got a customer from Henrico with a 599 credit score into an Equinox. Every deal is different. Come see us. Plus, mention this ad. We'll give you an extra 500 bucks off. So experience the park's promise today. Find new roads at parksrichmond.com. And remember, you don't have your best price. Until you have your park's price. Business done family style with deals to make you smile. Parksrichmond.com. For well-qualified buyers plus tax, title, license, and dealer fee. See dealer for details. Queenfield Golf Course is one of RVA's best golf courses, located just minutes east of Mechanicsville. Queenfield is a beautifully secluded 18-hole course just minutes east of Mechanicsville that offers a spacious driving range, practice greens, bunkers, and pitching greens, plus their professionally maintained golf course. People who play at Queenfield know that they are playing on some of the best greens in the area, making Queenfield Golf Club Richmond Golf at its finest. Reserve your tee time today by calling 769-8388 or visit us online at queenfieldgolf.com. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greeny, weekdays at 10, following the Sports Huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Friday morning feel-good edition of the Sports Huddle. Bob Black here, Sean Robertson, CBS 6 there, DJ Swerve producing our program this morning and joining us now on our Herman Allen guest hotline, John O'Connor from the Richmond Times-Dispatch, Richmond.com, as we perhaps one more time size up Richmond and James Madison getting set to kick off tomorrow as long as everyone's tests today are negative. 2 o'clock kick time at Bridgeport Stadium. We have it here on ESPN Richmond at 1.30 tomorrow afternoon john good morning hope you're uh, staying safe and healthy and doing well feeling great mr black mr robertson good uh, good to be with both of you good to be with you great to have you with us john um how close to full strength do you expect both of these teams to be tomorrow from a health covid standpoint and also the fact level playing field neither one of them has played since the end of march yeah, how would you ever know if they're at full strength until kickoff comes, right? We don't even know if they're playing. I mean, this has been the third time we've uh, we've tried to get this game in. and yeah, That's one of the big mysteries to me is, A, are they playing? And, B, who's, who's any good? Uh, it's tough to tell which of these teams is uh, – both of them may be among the best in the FCS, and both of them may be middle of the road. It's just hard to tell. Richmond's played Elon twice, and Elon hadn't beaten a Division One team. And they've, they've uh, way, uh, Richmond's played William and Mary, and William and Mary really didn't distinguish itself. And James Madison's rolled over most of its opponents, except when it played at Elon, and only won 2017 there. And so I'm not sure who's any good. I think tomorrow will be a great barometer as to uh, what the CAA is. What have you seen from Richmond? I know it'd be hard to say take the opponent out of the equation, but what have you seen from the way Richmond seems to have improved from where they were when we left off with FCS college football? 
two things really jump out at me, Mr. Black. And the first one is Joe Mancuso, the quarterback, who's a, a fifth-year player now. To me, really, really, really has taken a great jump forward. And you can't say he's throwing uh, throwing the ball longer or throwing the ball sharper. It's the mental part of it to me. He, he's really not throwing interceptions like he was in previous years. He's making better decisions. We've talked previously about how Richmond's huddling this year, and I think that's a big part of it. They don't look as rushed to me. They look calmer. They look more confident in what they're doing. And the second thing uh, about the Spiders is that front seven. Much better than I thought it was going to be. A defensive line has come along uh, a lot with older players that were okay up until this year but not great. This year they're great. And they've got three linebackers who are pretty good, too. So those are the two things that jump out at me at Richmond is to play a Mancuso mentally and that uh, that defensive front seven led by the, the linemen. Hey, John, how much of the running game and the offensive line play has helped Mancuso be a better quarterback this spring? A bunch. A bunch. And, again, that's the part of Richmond's game that I have the most questions about. It's been effective. Just don't know if it's good. Uh, don't know who they've been playing against in terms of strong defenses. Uh, we will see tomorrow if Richmond can run the ball. Uh, that is the acid test to me. Richmond's not real deep at the tailback position, so they got to keep whoever's back there upright. We'll see if this offensive line can move it against a, a defensive front, pretty formidable as always at JMU. And you mentioned about James Madison and basically who they played to this point. Do we really know how good James Madison is, given the fact that they really haven't played, you know, top level competition? No, to this point? no, we don't. We don't. We don't have a clue. That's why tomorrow is such a great acid test for both of these teams. Just don't know. Just don't know. There've been too few games and too few games against weaker opposition. Mm-hmm. JMU has an outstanding running game, it appears, as well. John, both sides, really, they've stopped the run, again, against some lesser competition. But offensively, it would appear that's a strength of theirs, if for no other reason, John, than the numbers, the number of running backs they have in their stable uh, that they can put out there on the field and keep fresh legs out there throughout the course of a 60-minute game. Yeah, I think that's twofold. The first one is... uh... You know, Coach Kirk Sinead, Kirk Sinead likes to run the ball, always has, probably always will. And he doesn't have a great quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know how good the receivers are because the quarterback's not so great. So I believe a, a coach who was inclined to run the ball anyhow is probably running it more than he ordinarily would because that's the strength of the team. So, yeah, they're good. They're good running the ball. They always have been. They probably always will be just because it's Madison and they get good people. Spiders have not had much success. A lot of teams have not had much success against JMU of late, but in a rivalry game, I imagine that's in the back of the Spiders' minds as well. How do you kind of size up the meaning of this game to these teams, not only for the moment, John, of the spring, want to win, want to keep playing, want to get to the playoffs, but also what this could mean moving forward when hopefully we get through a normal summer and into a regular fall season? Well, far bigger for Richmond, in my mind. Richmond's still trying to get back to where it was five years ago. Uh, you know, a national contender and a, and a brand name, an FCS. That's where Richmond was, and, and Richmond's dropped off a bit. And Madison has maintained its status. And, and nothing that happens Saturday is going to take much of a glow off that. So Richmond needs a win to, to move ahead a little bit in terms of uh, in the league and nationally. Uh, we're here, we're good, we're contenders. Uh, Madison's already there. And from the CAA's perspective, you know, a Richmond win might not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, that would help the Spiders get into the playoffs. Presumably, JMU's already in the playoffs. And then, uh, again, presumably, if Delaware can take care of Villanova tomorrow, uh, Delaware's in the playoffs. So if the CAA could get three teams in that 16-team field, it would make them uh, – Make the CAA look pretty good. Uh, but tomorrow, in my mind, bigger game for Richmond than it is for JMU because Richmond needs to establish itself a little bit. Well, John, that led me to my question. Does Richmond need to win to make the postseason? Or if a, or would they, if, a, if they had a close loss, 
against the Dukes. Do you think that's enough to get him in? I think it might be. I think it might be, Sean. I was thinking about this the other day. I think if they could stay within a touchdown of the team that's been number one mm-hmm. since the poll came out in February, uh, I think that would be enough to convince people that Richmond belong in that field. Uh, it's such a screwy spring, though, in terms of who's played, how many games, and who's played who. Uh, you know, God help that committee that, that tries to figure out these at-large bids. John O'Connor from the Richmond Times Dispatch, Richmond.com, joining us on our Herman Allen guest hotline here on the Sports Huddle on a Friday morning. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit here, John. You talk about the meaning of tomorrow for Richmond and how important it is to them. Can we go down the road a little bit further to Lexington and how important it could be to a VMI program who you and I know from years and years, great people, try as hard as they possibly can, but so difficult to have success. And here they are with success staring them in the face tomorrow afternoon. Maybe the biggest game for the Key Dets since the 80s, right? Since they yep. were, you know, they were fairly consistent winners. Um, haven't won a Southern Conference championship since 77. You know, obviously they spent about 10 years in the Big South there, but uh, Southern Conference is where they belong, mostly because the Citadel is there. And, and, you know, the Citadel is their primary rival. And if you talk to VMI's people, you know, the, the order of business tomorrow is win the Silver Shaco Trophy is, is 1A. Uh, because uh, that is a big deal to those folks. And then you win the Southern Conference Championship, and then you go to the playoffs for the first time in program history. And it's monumental with what's been done up there. Um, really, really impressed. But I got to say, you, know, you can see it coming if you do a little studying. You know, they went five and seven in, in 2019, and two of those losses, you know, they got hammered at Marshall, they got hammered at Army. Uh, no, no big deal there. But but five and seven, you know, they were on the cusp. And if you look at the scores, they were really close. Uh, think of it this way too: this is a program that doesn't get grad transfers. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be, and you don't have fifth year guys for the most part. Um, you're going to be dependent on your young people in a lot of ways. And they have 40 freshmen. That's 40 true freshmen on VMI's football team. And those 40 guys, if they had played in the fall would be going through the rat line till February. And they wouldn't be uh, normal human beings during that time. They'd be, uh, you know, they'd be pushing it on two ends, three ends if you count academics. So they got through that rat line. And, and when you get those 40 guys in the spring, now they're special teamers. Now you've got their minds right in terms of concentrating on football when they're not working on school. So that, that was a big deal. And then you got Udinsky was the quarterback to start the season, maybe the Maybe the well, statistically the best quarterback in VMI history. Now he's out now with a knee injury, uh, but he got them to the point where they're on the cusp of winning a championship here. So you add all that stuff up, and, and if you really kind of dug deep on VMI, you could see that they were close, and, and they've done it to their credit. They've won those close games they had been losing previous years. Hey, John, we always talked about, especially with the young teams, you know, if you make the playoffs or you go deep into the season, those extra practices would help out uh, as far as the development was concerned. I would assume with VMI, if they make the playoffs, that would really be huge to get those extra practices in for them to get another game under their belt. Yeah, and not only that, Sean, but if you think back, VMI was about the only FCS team around here who went through uh, preseason practice in 20. You know, I think they got in 10 practices in August when everybody else was shut down or shutting down. Um, so, yeah, they've been together a lot, and they're going to be together a lot, if, if, a lot more if they can win on Saturday. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, this group is learning to win. This group is relatively young. So, yeah, every practice is going to help them. And, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but for VMI's seniors, this is it, right? I mean, they're not coming back. You know, we talk about Richmond, and and Russ Huseman has said, hey, everyone's coming back uh, for an extra year. They're taking advantage of that uh, NCAA ruling. For VMI, that's probably not the case, right, to your point about they don't have many fifth-year guys that would take advantage of that and stay in Lexington. I think there are fellows who have not yet graduated who may have work to do who could mm-hmm. be back in the fall. But in terms of fellows who are graduating in May, that's it, because there is no graduate school at VMI. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Davidson. 
you know, when you're done there, you're done. You, you can't stay, even if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there will be a handful of guys who are gone. But if I'm not mistaken, there also will be a handful of guys who are left uh, finishing up their undergraduate degrees in the fall. Good good for them. As I said, hard not to root for VMI in a situation like that for all the time and effort that they've put into this thing. So we'll keep an eye on that game tomorrow as well. And I'll hopscotch one more time with you, John, before we let you go this morning. John O'Connor from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Speaking of guys coming back, Richmond basketball with the announcement that three of those guys who had the opportunity to come back are coming. Uh, Blake Francis is not, but Nathan Kao, Jacob Gilliard, Grant Golden so far have said they will be coming back. Any surprises there and what you think that does to Chris Mooney's roster come next season? Uh, let me take part B first. Man, I feel sorry for the freshmen. I really do. And even some of those sophomores who were came to the University of Richmond looking at the roster and figuring that, Next season was the season that they get a lot of playing time. You know, and those incoming freshmen who figured they could get in for some time this coming season. Obviously, the pandemic uh, threw everything out of whack. Um, And I feel for those guys. Um, As far as the seniors coming back, Grant Golden kind of surprised me because, you know, there's always a professional market for a 6'10 guy who can do what he does, pass the ball and shoot the ball a little bit. So, obviously, he had options. Uh, to play professionally, um, and I thought he'd go just because, uh, you know, after five years, you get a little tired of walking into the, you know, the cafeteria. It's, you know, it, it just is time to go. It's time to move on to another uh, aspect of your life, and I think that's how Blake Francis felt. It was just time to move on. Um, but I think Richmond's situation is wonderful uh, that all those guys are coming back. I, I really look forward to seeing them play again. Um, I think they all left with terrible tastes in their mouth from this past season for a lot of reasons, pandemic being number one. So they don't want to leave Richmond uh, feeling that way. And you know, this, the NCAA gave them a chance to sort of change the narrative, and, and they're going to do their best to do that. Hey, John, before we let you go, do you think the biggest thing that Coach Mooney would have to, I guess, preach to his team, especially as those, as you mentioned, the incoming freshmen, and those sophomores that they were expecting to get time, they got He's got to preach patience in coming into the uh, into the off season, right? Yeah. Good luck with that in twenty twenty one, right? Uh, preaching patience to a college uh, basketball player. Um, you guys see the transfer portal like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at, at Richmond, for instance, what are we talking about? Fifteen scholarship guys, sixteen scholarship guys for next yeah. season. Yeah. I mean, that's a mess. That's a mess just to get a organized practice going, uh, much less get a lot of guys in the games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be highly challenging for coach Mooney. I'm sure patience is what he'll preach, but, uh, man, that's in short supply among, uh, young basketball players these mm-hmm. days. Absolutely. John, great stuff this morning on a variety of yeah. topics. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, I assume I will see you at Bridgeport <laughs> stadium tomorrow. You would be assuming incorrectly, Mr. Black. Oh, no. I'll be in Lexington for VMI the Citadel. Well, I don't wow. blame you for that. I actually don't blame you for that. That's exciting yeah, as well. Yeah, I can't well. wait. Yeah. No, I, I think that's wait. terrific. I think that's terrific. All right. Well, uh, who will we see uh, tomorrow at Prince uh, Sports Stadium? Mr. Wayne Epps and Mr. David Teal will represent the Richmond Times-Dispatch uh, ably, I'm quite confident. So that's 1A and 1B after yeah. your number one, John. So. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy your time at Lexington uh, and, and the VMI Citadel game. And uh, I know you'll be keeping your eyes on Richmond and JMU as well. And look forward to catching up with you down the road, my friend. Back at you. Thanks for having me, fellas. Thank John O'Connor from the Richmond Times Dispatch. Been doing it great and doing it for a long time. And appreciate what he spends the time with us on our program as well on our Herman Allen guest hotline. Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, providing HVAC services to the Richmond community for more than 50 years. Available 24 hours a day by giving them a call at 804-746-5853 or online at hermanallenplumbing.com. Before we go to break, you know one of the things I love about John? Uh, I, I did assume wrong there, Sean, but he will be just as comfortable and just as happy and do just as good a job covering VMI the Citadel tomorrow as if he had been at Richmond James Madison, which are obviously the two teams that he covers on a more regular basis. You know, when you asked that question, I thought that was a given. Yeah. He was going he was going to JMU. But like you said, he's gonna be, he's gonna fit right in. 
Yep. When he goes to, uh, when he yep. goes to VMI, um, even though he hasn't, I don't think he's seen you know VMI a lot in person uh, this year. But he'll go there as if he has seen them all year and uh, put out a really good story. And hey, there's a conference championship at stake, mm-hmm. divisional championship at stake at, in Harrisonburg, but chance to make history for VMI uh, on Saturday. So yeah, it'd be uh, be cool for him to go down there and see the game. And no better historian there you capture go. Than, than John O'Connor. Of course, between Wayne Epps and David Teal, who are two frequent contributors on our program as well, they'll have Richmond JMU covered. In fact, David has a really nice column this morning on the Richmond JMU game as well. If you want one more preview, go to richmond.com and you can get that as well. All right, we're right at about 8.50 on 9.50 on the AM dial. It's about the last time I'll be able to say that <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Uh, we'll take you up to the top of the hour here in just a moment after we take a quick commercial pause. Back on the other side with Sean Robertson. I'm Bob Black. DJ Swerve producing this morning. Appreciate you joining on this Friday. We'll get your weekend off to a good start. 99.5-1027. We are ESPN Richmond. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. Look out for some light volume on River Road eastbound between Chippenham Parkway and Ridge Road. And on the westbound side, you'll see some congestion from Chippenham all the way back to College Road. Look out for a crash Hopkins Road near Meadowdale Boulevard. And we have some slight traffic on Woods Edge Road near 95. I'm Dovey Varis on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Hi, I'm Miss America 2020, asking you to join me in support of the DEA's Take Back Day, Saturday, April 24th. Visit DEATakeBack.com. You love getting out in this nice weather, and you love listening to us, so why not do both? Exactly. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Hello? Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. This update is brought to you by the Virginia State Golf Association. Play more and save more using the VSGA VIP card with savings available at over 200 golf courses. For more information, log on to VSGA.org. This is a game of chess. It's time to take Harlem back. Open up my The award-winning Epics Original Series, Godfather of Harlem, returns. Johnson's going to be dead by the end of the day. The critics rave. It's a rare gangster epic and a great prestige drama. We're here to demand justice for the people. Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker shines. The Italians. The Corsicans. The Fridge Connection. I'm willing to fight them for every inch of Harlem. New world is here, my brothers. Godfather of Harlem, Season 2, returns Sunday only on Epics. Get the channel or the app. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out. I'm almost at $10,000 in four years. I've never traveled anywhere. They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I know all the tricks because I'm embarrassed to say I once worked in the timeshare industry. We've saved suffering timeshare owners millions in debt and maintenance fees. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off of your back permanently. I honestly would recommend that you call Wesley Financial. They will help you. Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free information kit. If they can't get you out of your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Call 800-522-5700. That's 800-522-5700. 800-522-5700. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. When an accident devastates your life, our job is to try to put your life back together again. Personal injuries can happen at any time in your life. In a moment's time, you may suffer from a debilitating injury that could last a lifetime. That's where the G-Law Firm comes in. We understand because we've been there before. For over 30 years, Central Virginia has trusted us after an accident to get them justice. If you've been injured due to someone else's negligence, call the G-Law Firm. Personal Injury Attorneys, 226-4111. Buy your next truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland has the redesigned 2021 Tahoe and Suburban ready for you to order and drive away. For a smaller SUV, they also have the all-new Trail Blazer and the new Blazer available in all-wheel or front-wheel drive. Let Luck put their 100 years of experience to work for you. Visit them on Route 1 in Ashland 
online at luxchevrolet.com or call 798-9261. Lux Chevrolet, since 1916. People spent more time than ever on their lawns last year. At Virginia Green, we've seen lawns used as home offices, hair salons, even movie theaters. Hey, can you pass the popcorn? Shh. It's more than a lawn. And with Virginia Green making it healthy, vibrant, and beautiful, you can do more with it. For 17 years, we've satisfied our customers by making local lawns look their best. Make your yard the star of the show. Shh. Visit virginiagreen.com for your free estimate today. Diamonds Direct Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale is on now for a limited time. Get an extra 20% savings on virtually everything. Rings, earrings, pendants, eternity bands, colored gemstones, gorgeous designer jewelry. It's our first spring sale in two years. And we're breaking all the rules. Top designers have flown in their entire collection. With each piece on sale. 20% savings off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable value price. We're talking extreme value. Shop online or in store. Even open this Sunday noon till 5. Diamonds Direct. Proud sponsor of UVA Athletics. In short pump. This update is brought to you by Ariana's Italian Restaurant. Stop by for homemade pizza, pasta, and daily specials. 700 North Shepherd Street in the Museum District. Or order online at ariannasrva.com. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Borders of Order with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Uh, Matt, by the way, stays right where he is other than the dial position shift that we will continue to remind you of beginning Monday, 106.1 FM becomes ESPN Richmond and Matt's 3-4 to border-to-border presented by Colonial Downs. Racetrack continues right there as it has been all along, although not on the air today because we have Braves baseball. Today, 2-20 game at Wrigley Field. 205 airtime on the Braves radio network. Uh, Sean, I'll finish up a little bit basketball talk. And John had mentioned, John O'Connor had mentioned the transfer portal. And we all keep our eye on that and been doing that almost on a daily basis at this point. And uh, VCU got a transfer coming in. You know, that portal goes in both directions. Mm-hmm. We talk about the guys who leave teams, but then sooner or later they wind up places and they got a nice transfer from Providence and Jimmy Nichols, right? Yeah, he got it. I think averaged about six points uh, per game the last time he played for the Friars. He dealt with some injuries the last couple of years, but um, it uh, adds in a, a scholarship player that they had lost with uh, Medley Bacon yep. going to McNeese State. Uh, Trey Clark, who uh, was dismissed from the team, I want to say back in January. He's uh, now at Tallahassee uh, Community College, so... Get another guy. He's got some uh, Power 5 experience, you could say, uh, in the Big East. Um, and you hope he can provide uh, a boost uh, to the Rams uh, next season. We'll see. I mean, they've they've dipped into that a few times, a little bit of success, not some uh, so much success in recent years. Uh, hopefully he can provide some success for them next year. You know, I was just scrolling through the transfer portal that John mentioned we keep an eye on, <laughs> and we do. I keep two eyes on it this part of the season. Uh, infatuated by the number, which is now 1,377 mm. in the transfer portal. But there are some schools and names on the list. And what I've, I've told our audience, Sean, is I really try to concentrate on the updated list. Mm-hmm. You know, every day they put out who've been in the tw- past 24 hours or mm-hmm. so, what transactions have occurred. And just looking at it this morning, some interesting names, including, you know, the, the move to VCU from Nichols from, from Providence. But in the A-10, uh, Bates-Jones. Um, is a guy who played at Davidson the last couple of years. He is the brother of Daniel Jones. Oh, that's right. The yeah. quarterback for the, yeah. for the Giants. Um, and he's actually leaving Davidson and going to Duke. Really? Um, yeah, which I found kind of interesting, although there's your connection, um, you know, with Daniel Jones there. So, yeah, he's leaving Davidson and going to Duke. I don't know what his playing time is going to be like. That's going to be interesting. Because he yeah. was not a, like a full-time regular at Davidson. Right. Uh, let alone at Duke. So that one kind of caught my eye a little bit. We mentioned uh, Jimmy Nichols going from Providence to VCU, and then there are a few more names in that transfer portal. I think George Mason is a team. It's got a lot of shakeup with the coaching changes yeah. in a lot of their names, a lot of their guys in there. Headlined by the A-10 Rookie of the Year, Tyler Kolick, who wound up with Shaka Smart at yep. Marquette. So I think that's a good pickup for Shaka. That's a yeah. three-point shooter. Uh, he likes three-point shooters his time here and also at Texas. I think that's a really good uh, pickup for yep. Shaka to get Kolek. Absolutely. Yeah. And then A.J. Wilson, 
Yep. Um, another George Mason kid. He went to South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so that team will, will have an entirely new look to it at George Mason, no doubt about that. And John made a great point at Richmond. Sean, they're going to have at least 16 scholarship players at yeah. the moment um, with the three guys coming back, plus they had a full roster of the 13 max limit. Now next year you don't have that max limit. As long as you can handle their scholarships, each individual school has to kind of figure that out. Plus you're going to have the walk-ons at Richmond yep. as well. So, I mean – uh, maybe there's more coming. I don't know. But at the moment, you're talking about close to 20 guys on a college basketball roster. And and one of the guys, former John Marshall standout, yep. who who, who uh, committed early, mm-hmm. Jason Nelson, and, and John made a great point. Those freshmen who were expected, they were thinking, hey, those five seniors ain't coming back. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get some time a little bit. And those sophomores, uh, J- Mooney's got a juggle. He's got a juggling act to do. 